Dungeons and Doobies. Hey, Dungeons and Doobies contains spoilers for the following content. Anything we talk about, whether that pertains to D&D or not, so get ready. Hey there, Internet, and welcome to another episode of Dungeons and Doobies. I'm Ian. And I'm Hunter. And uh, we're just a couple of guys kicking down doors and smoking pot and Remo Sriracha. How's it going today, Hunter? It is going pretty swell. Um, I'm really enjoying, even though it's still cloudy, the weather's been warming up. Yeah. Lots of groceries. I got yogurt. Fucking love me some yogurt. So. Yeah. yeah, we're finally getting out of this like third winter we've been going through. I, I feel like it's at least 17. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we kind of just never left winter. Uh, yeah, but, but no snow. What the fuck? Yeah, but um, now we're going to be getting around, and this upcoming week, we're going to hit like close to 90. So, you know. Tight. Yeah, that's how we You Reno know me, I'm goes. a shorts person, so yeah. it's like anytime I get to. I'm just, I'm fat. And uh, <laughs> it doesn't do well in the heat. It just, oh, I wouldn't say you're fat. You're just big, man. You, yeah, you uh, definitely. I, I definitely like. I'm almost 300 pounds now, man. I I qualify as fat. I, I will own it. I am fat. I'm working on it. I'm Wait, doing... are you? I I would say that you're leaner than when I first met you. No, I weigh no? more now. Way really? more now. Yeah, well, like you carry 40, it 40 pounds more now. You carry it better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I am I think I wear my clothing better. Is prob- probably better. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah. Hey, just, if Kevin Smith can do it, so can you. Yeah, yeah. I dress myself a little bit better. But, you know, working on it. But just, I just, the heat, yeah. like, I just, I am I sweat when it's cold outside. So, like, uh, as soon you as it fucking gets hot, steam. Yeah, I just, like, I die. And you can only yeah. take off so many layers before you get to skin. And skin doesn't come off so easily. No. So, you know, and I don't know if that would help all that much, to be honest. Mm. Uh, You'd probably just be really itchy. Uh, yeah, you know, I I, just, I, I don't know, but uh, yeah, I just I don't look forward to the heat. I'm already ready for it to be back uh, like this, just constantly. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, it'll happen. It'll happen eventually. Yeah, it yeah. all comes back around. It all end. comes back around. And then who knows? With all this global warming, global climate change nonsense, it might be like this all the fucking time. And who knows? Yeah. No, we could be like Vegas where we only have two seasons now. Yeah. And it's just cold and dreary and then meh and then cold and dreary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, um, guys, I just wanted to throw this out there. I wanted to apologize for my uh, my language and behavior last week while talking about Daenerys Stormborn. I uh, said that she had a bitch fit while uh, raising King's Landing. And that's not cool. You shouldn't be demeaning people like that, regardless of their gender, but especially um, when it, you know, directly correlates colloquially to women. And yeah. so it's just uh wanted to apologize. Keep myself in check. Keep yourself in check, too. Yeah. Th- thank you for that, Hunter. We, uh, well, of course, we're, we're a couple of crass assholes, but we don't try to we're not trying to hurt anyone with this no. podcast. And even through just, you know, offhanded comments, we can we understand that that can be hurtful even to people that it's not uh directed towards so yeah no and i mean even times where we're killing goblins and orcs i still feel a little bad they have families yeah i mean that's uh you know there are you know dms who put people in those positions where it's like oh well you arrived at the orc war camp but you don't see any of the warriors around all you see are like the elderly and the children yeah what do you do it's like oh god yeah fuck like one of them has to be a spellcaster. I have to kill them, right? Right? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, what do you do in that scenario? Like, uh, wrong. You should never kill the elderly and children. <laughs> unless they're Nazis. <laughs> oh. Hey, you can't help the children regardless. They don't know what they're doing. Because, uh, you know, true. That's true. you get indoctrinated as a young, at a young age. Like, you don't, you don't know 
up from down it's, at that point. It's not their but. fault. It's not their fault until they go to uh, Charleston with tiki torches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyway, uh, moving on from world events. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get into the, the fantasy of it all. Uh, so this week we continued playing Hunter's one shot. Uh, this is his one shot part two which uh didn't it was, finish yeah so it's we've kind of dubbed it the never ending one shot yep. and uh moving forward uh it's gonna kind of be we'll just jump back to it whenever we're feeling a little stale with mm-hmm. our next campaign but uh it was a lot of fun like there's a whole bunch of like small combats in there but that were really not like different from each other right and uh like i really appreciated the like the alligator bat and the, so in the in the, the module they uh so this is um alec mcpherson's the mad conjurer's tomb you can find this on uh 1k that's what it's called right 1k page campaign i think something, something, something like, like that. that yeah um but uh i'll uh you know you will we'll put the link in the um the episode description yeah uh and uh hopefully you'll be able to find it but um it's an amazing one-page campaign, and I thought that it would be much quicker to run. And maybe for, I, I don't, I mean, we're playing at level seven. It's not even more experienced players because everyone here at the table is experienced as well. Like they yeah. know their abilities, they know what they can well, and it, should. It, be it doing. just depends on how we move through things. And right, and as it, a player, uh, I'm pretty cautious. I mm-hmm. I want to check for traps and check every room, make sure that we're right. not missing anything, and that yeah. takes up time. Uh, but yeah, we got a. I would say we got like two thirds of the way through. Yeah. Um. But the and the last battle is definitely in in the module. It's it's meant in my mind the entire dungeon is meant to be run without a long rest. Yeah. Um. I gave you guys a long rest because I saw the time was winding down anyways, and I knew what I was going to be throwing at you guys. So I was like, they don't need a long rest, but I'm going to give them a long rest mm-hmm. just in case something else happens you know in these upcoming battles right um or uh not battles but encounters yeah um that the the final thing we did in that uh so we we arrive at this conjurer's tomb and um we first find it we can't find the entrance and uh i roll decently high on a Mm. perception check and see that it's uh, actually like an illusory terrain uh and that we can actually pass through and it's actually through into this smaller cavern where Mm -hmm. there's a whole bunch of kobolds we get in a fight we end up killing the leader of them at which point the lieutenant's like yo yo hey which chase if you're listening it was ken i made ken the leader of the kobolds yeah uh And then he's just like, you know, wait, wait, calm down. We don't like we're not all trying to die here. Uh, he was an asshole. He's kind mm-hmm. of a prick. We didn't really like him, uh, but he was stronger than everybody else. So, yeah. So we kind of just like succumbed to his will. But uh, yeah. And then I mean, yeah, they uh, and that that was in the the, mo- the, the module, the module. And mm. so I was like, because this is so combat heavy for uh, a majority of it, they are meant to just be meat shields. Yeah, which worked out. We definitely mm-hmm. like having them take hits for us, especially when we got to that the room full of the, of the chimera beasts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and so that entire so they give you a table of twenty different uh, beasts, mm, and then okay. you can you roll two of them, and then that's your combo. That's cool. Um, if you roll the same number, then obviously just roll, roll one again. of them again. Yeah. Um, but in the module, it just describes all of them as tiger bats Mm -hmm. and i was like i just don't want them to all be part bat i feel like that's a little stale yeah if everyone just has a flying speed like the gorilla hawk Mm -hmm. when i I rolled a gorilla and a hawk and i was like all right so it's gonna be a gorilla it will have wings 
but it's only going to have a 10 foot sli- fly speed yeah in the sense that it can jump really high yeah and create a concussive force which that i just made that up i yeah, was like cool we're just going to make a thunder wave it's, it's kind of similar to like i think the giant ape can do something or no it was the balgora can do something like that where they can jump oh, yeah. and yep. land it's just yep. a very similar yeah like game mechanic that's what i assumed it was so no yeah, yeah. i just i made that up on the fly i was just like it's going to be a um a second level thunder wave yeah that, that was perfect um, and uh yeah but um or uh thunder clap because that's the the five foot radius oh you. yeah 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 uh but um but anyways yeah you know it's just it, it's such a fun a lot of these i read through a lot of them but this was actually like the third or fourth one on the list mm-hmm. and i had read that one obviously sooner than the other ones i'd read down the list but it just kept sticking with me and i was like i mean i love full metal alchemist so yeah. having chimeras in it it's just like it brings it back home it's something that i can like kind of think wrap my head around a little bit more than looking up other monster stats because mm-hmm. like i what i had done the night before um so i work at a bar guys i don't know if i've said that enough yet but i get off of work at like 5 a.m and then we play at 11 yeah um and i had pretty like, quick turnaround there yeah and i had like barely done the end of my prep um for the session at work the previous night around like midnight before things like really started uh getting down to it so i just rolled the monsters while we're rolling initiative i was creating their acs their hit points their abilities their movement speeds (laughs) and i was like all right you get 30 you get 40 you get 50 because you're a fucking deer (laughs) <laughs> like yeah you know shit like that like oh, it, it's like honestly dude it seemed like you had it all planned so like i i think that's just something that i'm really good with in, in improv in general mm-hmm. is and, and that's something that i love to do in its own art form and activity is improv so just having that quick mind going and i've always been a spellcaster. it's like yeah hey, you have a dozen spells to choose from at fifth level fucking choose one right like right now yeah figure it out you need to figure it out like especially you know as the groups have gotten smaller or larger Mm -hmm. and i've almost seemed or it's almost seemed that as the groups have gotten larger my choices have become more sporadic because okay i'm just gonna spiritual weapon uh hit with this guy and then i'm going to like hold person this one yeah oh both of those people just died and now i'm way out of range for either of these spells yep fuck what do i do mm-hmm. you know so that's something you know that i guess now has been able to translate into my dm game because you remember my first you know eight sessions they train wreck yeah well i mean you were just you were trying to you were trying to world build and run your first game ever at the, at same, the same time and it's just and you know. yeah like I definitely like. I mean, Matt Mercer's just like, why can't I? I'm, I'm amazing. Oh, yeah, it's, it's almost like he's been running this for like forever. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just like, uh, I like I even still run straight out of modules for the most part, and I do my world building in between the module, right? Because I know that, like, one, I'm like super. I guess I'm like super anxious about like releasing my world out into the the universe and like having people say that it sucks, um, which you know that's part of releasing any kind of creative endeavor. Yeah, sh- shoulder shrug. I mean, yeah. that's it's people are going to critique whatever they want to critique. You exactly. Know? Um, but there's also just like I'm not as creative for the most part as a lot of these people. 
Mm-hmm. I can I like taking what they can do and embellishing on it. Sure, it's kind of like what I do. Uh, I want to be you know rec- a recording engineer full time, and that's essentially what I would be doing in that profession as well. It's like I'm just taking a product that somebody's already made and refining it and refining it, making yeah. it the best possible version that it can be, and that that's where I find my joy in DMing. Mm-hmm. I I really like running off of modules, and like who knows if I ever will like super deviate from running off of modules. I right. I enjoy it. Um, I d- definitely want to like build my own worlds, but I'll probably still run modules in those worlds. In those worlds, yeah, yeah. and then you just have your own uh, skin on it. Exactly. It's you know, I just you know, this NPC becomes this NPC, or right. like not even change the NPCs. It's just this land becomes this land. Like, I'm half thinking of maybe for my land is your land from <laughs> California to <laughs> the New York Highlands. Yeah, to the New York Highlands. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, <laughs> Um, th- there was uh, a time where I was thinking about doing that with the upcoming Waterdeep campaign uh, mm-hmm. and making it like uh, somewhere, pro- like possibly in Tal'Dorei. But I was like, eh, with the maps and everything I have, like it would require a lot more effort would than I have. Would you make to- Waterdeep Tal'Dorei, or would Waterdeep be in Exandria? Uh, I would just I would make it a city within uh, Exandria. Okay, um, but like. It, it it just would require way too much work at this point for me. Right. Uh, and I really just want to run this game and not have to worry about changing the details and the names and no, all of the locations. and Because and this is already going to be, you know, a hell in a hand basket oh, in the wait, first no, place. You, you don't think it's going to be easy with a monk, a warlock, and a, a multi-classing wizard? Yeah, I mean, you oh, know. Oh, no? <laughs> no? Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so far, that's what our party composition is kind of looking like. Uh, we're still unsure as to what uh, Chunk is going to be playing. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems between uh, Fighter, and I kind of wormed into his ear this week about Monk, because Monk is fucking tits. Yeah. Uh, especially, but so is that Samurai. Yeah. I mean, the, either choice he makes, it's going it, to be It's going to be great. Uh, and then um, was talking with Megan, and uh, she was thinking about going uh, Drow Warlock, but then I brought up Tieflings, and um, being a Warlock uh, and having those limited spell slots and just having spells given to you that you can cast without using spell slots is a pretty big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. And especially when you get into the variants of Tieflings, like being able to choose from all of these different types of spells, change your uh, other modifier besides your charisma bonus, like it... I think she's going to go Tiefling. It's a huge uh, reason. Warlock. It's a huge reason why I want to be the Gathera. Yeah, you know, having one use of shield and one use of detect thoughts at will, uh, yeah. once a day, and then um, being able to cast Mage Hand invisibly. You know, it's it, it's these smaller things that uh, I just see. I just see as, as as more worth it. You know. Yeah. Well, and I love that they're releasing all of these variations too. Uh, the basic like player races, player races. And, yeah. yeah it it's it's refreshing it, it gives it a new flavor on a class or a race that like maybe you wouldn't have even considered before because i don't mm-hmm. think she had has ever really thought about playing a tiefling until i brought up those alternative sub races right like i i love tieflings i mean uh you know initially in campaign two of critical role there was two of them yeah i thought that was this fucking tits um yeah it was because awesome. they have that that innate spell casting where yeah. you're, you're doing something that just makes you stand out to the other people like yeah dwarves are tight yeah elves are tight and like even elves get certain spells but it's mm-hmm. like 
but what about a tiefling? You yeah. Know, what about a furbolg? What about a githzerai or or any gith? You mm-hmm. know, like I mean, fucking gith yinky get jump. They have like that plus yeah. two to strength and all that other shit. And it's just like it's crazy. Like that that's an awesome. You know, become an abjuration wizard. Mm-hmm. Fucking killing right. Uh, it's all with all of the new races. It's it's the small little things, and it almost makes me feel like they need to go back and completely update the rest of the new like the rest of the races. Like because mm-hmm. we really haven't gotten like we got a whole bunch of lore dump on dwarves, but there's not really been any update to dwarves. The last uh, time that we've had like an update was to Durgar was Durgar, and in which case also we got on um, the Splubarvergenen, the the dark gnomes. <laughs> yeah. Um and the uh the uh the ghostwise halfling mm-hmm. those all came out like I'm pretty sure in the same module and it's like cool you gave us like one more sub race but like yeah like because like there, but there's some of those be are than just I mean, halflings and... are, like well, but I mean look, look at the door I mean like the hill you get a plus one to your hit point every level mm-hmm. that's sick having advantage on poison saves yeah you know, no that's I'm not sick. saying like they're, they're yeah. bad but like I just I. I would love some more options sure, for those absolutely. older, the older yeah. races. Like, cause I mean, even elf got, you know, they got sea elf and, uh, Eldrin. The Eldrin, Yeah. That's four, that's four different courts right there. Yeah. And like that, so that's four different like sub races essentially in yeah. one when like elf already had a lot of sub races to begin yep. with. And it's just like, man, come on. Where, where's the love for the little people out there? I think that brings us to like nine, sub races yeah, I, 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 of elves I, 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 don't, I don't know i'm not it's even fucking trying to great yeah it right now, it's it's, it's fucking it's it's ridiculous yeah they probably are the ones with the most well i mean you know elves have always kind of been the like sweetheart of yeah fantasy yeah Some, absolutely especially you know when you go back to the originator of like this kind of fantasy to tolkien yeah and like he was very much an elf lover and he wanted like the elves were you know, his it, one of his like proudest achievements were was the creation of the elves in the elvish right. language. So you know, uh, it makes sense. But at the same time, come on, man! Like, yeah. And also, Wizards of the Coast, what the fuck? Where's the dog race? Where's we're the still fucking, fucking waiting. We are Where waiting. are the dogs? So what do you? Like, think I mean, is... I guess you can be a null, but that's not the same. Where's it's the fucking the dog race? Yeah. What Ian? What do you think is going to be the next set of races that has that that are going to release? You know, uh, like just just spitballing. I mean, honestly, it's probably going to be some kind of uh, infernal race, you know, like, like, like further, or yeah, like, that. like a half team. I was, kind of race. I was thinking, um, undead, yeah, like, something like that, like straight know? up World of Warcraft, like being able to play a skeleton, yeah, with, with the the I, Rise of Avernus. I forget what the new uh, the tentative title. I think it's called module. Rise of Avernus. Yeah, something like that. But like with that being the new module that's coming out, I'm. If they don't, they're missing out on like really having some like cool new options involved. I don't know. Right. Like, we we're not both too like uh, crazy in depth on the uh, old lore of D anD. d Oh yeah, I don't know. Shit. So like you know, there could be an obvious race that we have no fucking clue about that mm-hmm. could be coming out with this. But uh, it would be awesome to have some kind of like half demon race, like you know, yeah. like like an Azamar. But a demon instead. Or like a Genasi, like yeah. in either of those fashions, but Exactly. But like from that dark side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I that that would be awesome, in my opinion. Yeah, I definitely I definitely think it's gonna be something that leans more towards a uh evil slash uh dark vibe. Yeah. That it's gonna be the next race that's released. Well, I mean, because you know, like we've got the 
we have the you know the monster races that you can choose from now right um but it's they're still like really handicapped and they even like put in like yeah they're going to be handicapped like yeah like i I think it says just as much in the uh the the description for it yeah bugbear description is just like you're not a a bugbear but you're not a bugbear from the like the monster manual right (laughs) but well but not just but not just that but like i think it explicitly states like know that people in modern society or regular society are not, not going, going to, to take you yeah, yeah take to you kindly because like the entirety of your race pillage and murder people exactly like, you know it's a it's unfortunate because it does bring in like you know racial tension into your game and like how do you deal with that right but like there's a thing where it's like you know these are monsters you depending on how your dm runs it they are just that they don't yeah. have necessarily like a, a polite society to them. They they are just like killing machines. But like you know, everything has its society. Like it, it it's makes, just whether you show that half of the game or not. Right. It makes me wonder um, when half orcs were initially first introduced, or tieflings, et cetera, et cetera. You know, like those monster races that are in the PHB. You know, at least in fifth edition, like you know were like in in let's say third edition first came out now you can play a half orc or later in advanced D D, right yeah whenever it like came whenever out. it came out you know like yeah you you can be a half orc fighter now uh fighting man you know mm-hmm. but uh you're not gonna be welcomed into the towns you're gonna have to wait outside for the party yeah you know because well, i imagine that, it would go back in the day yeah well i mean that's a very feasible thing to have to do even like with some of the characters you guys were considering it's like yeah, I mean, you know, if you want to do that, you just have to find a way to disguise the way you look because people won't take kindly to it. Right. Like, it with uh, Megan possibly wanting to be a drow, it's like, yeah, drow are great. They have a whole bunch of like stats that are worth it. Besides the high, uh, the sunlight sensitivity, which really sucks. Yeah. Um, really, really sucks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the the flip side is you have dark vision up to 120, 120 feet, feet. Yeah, but but then you need to be making sure that you're only ever doing things at night. Yeah, which the rest of your party who aren't nocturnal. Well, we were going to try to get her sunglasses. It still wouldn't like but, it, yeah. Like you still have the sensitivity. Like that's it's a racial thing. Like right. you're not going to get rid of that with a pair of sunglasses. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, like she'll be able to maybe see better, but she won't. She won't get rid of the disadvantage on attacks. Damn. You know, like yeah. So then, the only way for her to get rid of her dis or disadvantage on magical attacks is if she were to cast darkness on herself, exactly. and be attacking in that magical darkness. Exactly. Yeah. But even then, it's magical darkness, and nothing can see in magical darkness. No, I think drows can. Mm, I think impos- like maybe, I, well, maybe it's the drows. with with their the, darkness uh, the dark. spell. Like mm. you can see through this one. Like mm-hmm. I think that's a drow thing. Possibly. I'm use I'm moving my hands a lot, guys. Right now, I'm, <laughs> I'm not Italian, but I'm definitely moving a lot of my hands right now. Yeah, uh, lots of hand motions always from Hunter. Yeah, uh, I, I I very much don't, I guess, but I'm also uh, taking notes a lot of the time that we're That's doing this. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Waterdeep is coming up this week. We are having our zero session, uh, and I am super excited. Uh, I am going to be ad- adapting uh, an adventure because uh, we're not going to be running through uh, Dragon Heist, the Waterdeep adventure that leads up to Dungeon of the Mad Mage. 
mostly because we're ready to you know play the higher level stuff we don't want to go through one through five again it'll be you know at like, least a couple weeks to a couple like to a month or two of playing the one through five again and i think we're all just we're ready to get into the big stuff if like, there was if there was like one or two but probably even just like one like if someone like like maybe like maddie were joining us like yeah if we maybe, had if we had somebody new who hadn't played or hadn't played in a long time then maybe sure we'd start it and do but like we're, we but know what level one to five is we've exactly. done that we've been there we've done that a lot i'm sure this module if wizards of the coast if you're listening i'm sure your module is very very fun yeah it, it but looks we like want to get to we want to get to the the meat and potatoes yeah so i'm, I'm going to be adapting the, like the very first adventure uh adventures i guess not the right word but like quest from mm. uh from uh water deep uh dragon heist so that the characters can run through it and um it's essentially like i've already told them all that they're getting it in and i just needed to figure out how i was going to make it work narratively and i'm just going to have them run through the mission uh which kind of is metagaming because they're not supposed to know about it until the end but Whatever. It's not the module we're playing, and I want them to have this base of operations. So um, I no, really right. don't care. Yeah, uh, it's. Uh, I mean, I mean, how... <laughs> hairball. Yeah. yeah, I had a hairball. Um, how many times have like you know the Power Rangers just like automatically they they just get their morphers and then oh they have this fully functional base yeah secret with, base that they can totally find Alpha everything. Nine or whatever version yeah. of Alpha it is this time like you know and, and then oh Tommy's there of course like yeah I mean I could have just you know totally hand waved it and been like yeah you guys all have a tavern together but like I at least wanted this to be something. Like not you know, to just actually like, hand you a tavern. You know what would be out. a fun idea about it mm. is if we ever have someone coming in, like, and we want to teach them, but it's like, hey, maybe we're already at like level eight yeah. in this campaign. Maybe we do a prequel series. Yeah, maybe. And then we do those levels like one through four, one yeah, through three, or because whatever. Uh, this campaign is going to last for the foreseeable future. Uh, this, you know, it goes from 5 to 20 is what it's leveled out to. And right. that's not encountering uh, the side distractions that you guys want to get involved in. Because I right. I want to have that be more of not necessarily a focus, but have it actually be a thing yeah. in this campaign that you guys can go off and do things besides the main story. Because that's all Strahd was. Strahd was right. go kill the dude. That's all you're doing. Uh, like you have these little things to do in order to kill him. Uh it's just uh like i'm so ready for open options and just letting you guys like no nah, we want to go adventure up to mirabar this week like oh shit okay like let me fucking roll up. let's get some encounter tables we'll see how long it takes you guys to travel up there like right yeah, yeah. no and then and then we're we're still having certain encounters and it's not in the dungeon maybe we don't entirely know what's going to be going on etc cetera, etc cetera, yeah you know, like well and it's you know if you, hell I, it's like, I want to go make i want to make this magic item well you're going to need xyz component to go make that so you guys are going to have to venture out to this place or you you know you need to go to the library to right. find the information on this species of wyvern or whatever you need to go find then you need to right. go travel out to the place to find the wyvern to get that poison sack to make your poison dagger yeah or whatever yeah. like you know yeah. like th that's stuff that i want to open up to you guys and it's it might not necessarily like you guys will have to let me know and then it'll probably be in between sessions i figure that stuff out and then we come back yeah and do it 
But as long as we have like an open communication, like, hey, this is the thing I want to be doing in our downtime. And it's like, okay, cool. We'll, we'll start the research process now. And then like, I will let you know when we have the time to go and t- tackle this thing. Totally. Yeah. And that's stuff that I've been wanting to do uh, with my characters for so long. You know I mean? Yeah. W- when Sly bought that bar, I, that wasn't just a, that wasn't just a goof and a couple of great persuasion checks. I mean, it, it, it was too, but it, it was too, but like when, when you, that's in addition yeah. to having like a base of operations, that's kind of, that's a exactly, thing. Like, exactly. Like, and that's like, the idea was like to have a base of operations, to have some place that we could always go back to. Yeah. Maybe eventually, build like a teleportation circle or something there with my magical secrets maybe turn it into more of a keep or something exactly just a tavern you know like like, and make tribal underneath it or yeah yeah. make tribor its own um you know it just just worth its weight you know being like like, like, it's not just a little town yeah Yeah, let's make it into a city let's make it into a stronghold um let's let's have tribor under my you know paw and claw (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think this is a good a time as any to uh, transition into our smoke break uh, section of smoke. Smoke break. Smoke <laughs> So, uh, once again, we are uh, smoking on the lovely purple otter. Uh, yeah. It's, it, it's a goodie. It's an oldie. Oldie, goodie. You know, it's just, it's just solid. When you, when you find something that you love. Hold it close. <laughs> Keep it dear. Keep it to your yeah. heart. But then when you have to, let it fly free. And by fly free, we mean burn it to ash. Burn it to ash and exhale. Yeah. <laughs> but but inhale. I'm looking at you, Obama. Hey, Obama said that he did inhale. I thought he said he didn't no, inhale. No, he said I did. What, like, what oh, wait, would, who said he didn't inhale? It was inhale. Bill Clinton. Blink, Bill yeah. Clinton. He, he was like, yeah, that's the point. And then yeah. everybody dropped it because he said, yeah, I inhaled. That's the whole point yeah. of smoking pot. Yeah, I smoked weed. Fucking sue me. Look at us getting political, talking about drugs. <laughs> but this week, we actually yeah, what's do. What's going on uh, We do have a little feature. Our player Chunk. Uh, people know him in our community also as Alex. Alex Aspetia. He is opening a food truck, and then he's having a soft opening. This Friday from, uh, I believe, <laughs> yeah, noon to four, and it's going to be cash-based, donation-only. It's for his, his uh, truck. The truck is called the Adepa Food Truck, and he's going to be bringing amazing South American cuisine uh, to the streets of Reno. Um, we got a little preview with some of the arepas at our uh, long game the other day, and it they were amazing. I can't Absolutely wait. Absolutely phenomenal. And, and he was even a little bummed because he's like, oh, I, I burnt them, blah, blah, blah. They were still yeah. just phenomenal. So I can't wait to have the real deal. Totally. Yeah, and that's going to be at uh, Record Street Bebo. Um, if you're not from, if you're in Reno, but you're not really familiar with street names, et cetera, et cetera, that is the one um, southeast of uh, UNR by the David Matheson Center, mm-hmm. um, uh, right by the train tracks. Yeah uh go noon to four go and support your local community like yeah it's a it's a big red truck it's really hard to miss uh it's a red have, truck with a nice yeah. logo on the side that says adepa uh i this guy has been one of my best friends throughout thick and thin for essentially my entire life now and i just want to see him succeed so hard that uh we're going to do everything we can through our little audience we have here to support them absolutely yeah um 
like like I was saying, support support local. Like I have nothing against people from California. I'm from California myself, but you know, with all of these new businesses coming in left and right, it's really important to remember, you know, where we come from, uh, and to remember the people that helped build this community in the first place before we were entrepreneurs. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, so, uh, and yeah. you can find them uh, on Instagram. Uh, it's the uh, underscore Adepa A D E P A underscore Truck, uh, and you can find out where they're going to be, wherever they're going to be at. Uh, right now, they do have all of the info for the Record Street Bebo uh, soft opening that they're going to be having this week. And just a reminder, it's going to be cash only, donation based. So please come on out, yeah. try some new food, be willing to experience something that you haven't tried before. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just come on out. Come on out. We'll both be out there, probably. I, I'm definitely going to be out there, because that is the only day I don't have to prep it this week. What? What? <laughs> yep. So, uh, and then uh, what else is happening this week in Reno? Uh, well, this week in Reno, um, this Saturday, um, RSL is going to be a part of the Good Spirits competition. Hmm. I think it's at like some mansion or something. I, I I have no idea. But if if you know what the Good Spirits thing is, or if you don't, Google it, because uh, then you'll be doing me a favor of not googling it right now. But um, you know, it's just it's just a competition of if we can, you know, who can make the tastiest cocktail. Uh, we're going to be slinging three hundred Saturns out there, or rings of Saturn. It's going to be a variation on the Saturn uh, tropical cocktail um uh featuring the gin of bentley harris uh juniper grove fucking amazing uh it feels like fireworks in your mouth the gin itself i fucking love it uh but but not just this week um before we move on i actually i found the information for it so uh it's saturday june 1st from 2 to 5 p.m uh it's going to be at the elm estate that's uh 1401 west second street and uh yeah like by dickerson uh, apparently okay uh yeah and cool. th- there'll be a whole bunch of you know all of our local places will be there there'll even be some barbecue spots uh yeah it's supposed to be like a huge yeah event. it's gonna be it looks like it's gonna be a whole lot of fun so yeah. yeah check that out that's gonna be this upcoming saturday june 1st yeah unfortunately i will be prepping that day so i can't go. Womp, womp, yeah. womp, womp. uh but coming to the holland project on vester street i think it's like 140 oh, yeah. vester street june 11th tuesday tuesday take two tuesday june 11th <laughs> um we have uh oh shit i really should have looked this up before i know for sure it's vatican city fight club i talked about them a couple weeks ago they have a new album coming out i'm sure they're gonna be showcasing some of their new material i also believe redfield clipper is going to be there um but don't quote me on that one because like i said i can't exactly remember the flyer but something that i'm super fucking stoked about is fell runner fell runners a um like an indie band based out of uh la right now um but one of these uh dudes in the band steven van betten i've known him since i was like fucking 11 years old i don't think he really knows me and that's fine um i just know how amazing of uh, a musician he is uh and i can't express how fucking stoked i am to see these guys play so yeah, that is going to be Vatican City Fight Club, Fell Runner, and Redfield Clipper. Nice, eight p.m. Tuesday, June eleventh. Uh, uh, yeah, at the Holland Project. I think the tickets are five bucks. Uh, I don't. I'm not seeing any cost on the shit that I'm looking at right now, but it's probably it's a Holland show. It's, it's probably anywhere from five, five to eight bu- bucks. Yeah, uh, it's it's worth it. Come out, support your local bands, just like you want to support our local businesses. Like yeah. these guys, they play their heart out, and they're fucking amazing musicians. Yeah. Every time I go out and see them, I'm just blown away. 
Uh, like, Absolutely. So, yeah, come on out. Support your local scene. And, uh, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, and that's and that's what's happening in Reno uh, this week and in the upcoming weeks. Uh, back to your regularly scheduled nerd talk. Yeah. And uh, so this week's episode of Critical Role pretty fucking tight so right was i was i right about that combat that where combat i was, was like, pretty crazy man oh fuck that was some see, weird fucking shit i had only gotten when i told you i was like i don't want to give you spoilers about like yeah. what this monster is going to be i had only gotten to when they had killed the first one yeah and then yasha was going to the second one and then that's when matt was like oh well you haven't been attacked or attacked this round therefore your rage would fade yeah like that was the last thing I heard. Mm-hmm. And then there was like, what, three more of those monsters? Yeah, dude. You know, it was nasty. It was fucking bonkers. Yeah, that was, and they, how they were fucking stronger in the shadow and like yep. the dark. That was so yep. cool. And like, I totally forgot that um, I, I just, because I couldn't remember the word that Caleb used, but I was just calling it a drift flume, which is a Pokemon, uh, but the, the light lantern. The drift globe. Drift globe. There yeah. you go. Yeah. It's very um, similar to your Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but like, I, I totally forgot he had that item. Yeah, but which I, is great, because that has, you can use it to cast Daylight. Yep, and it's just like, <laughs> oh, shit. Like, Matt knew. Matt knew at some point they were going to need something like this, but I don't think any of the players really realized. Who knows? Matt could have forgotten he gave them a Drift Globe. Like, that's also, that's you know, it's not true. like it's a monumental magic item. It's not like well, this end-all, be-all magic. It's a fucking flashlight that follows you. That's essentially what you use it for. Right, right. But these, like, select few uses like that, killer, clutch. Super fucking clutch. Like, and that's, like, Liam is, like, the the greatest like remembering those like little clutch things in the moment when they need them like Like, oh fuck wait we have this one item that can totally be used you know unlike Corey with the amulet of raven (laughs) kind that i didn't use a single fucking time i have this thing oh (laughs) it's not that i forgot about it it's just that i thought i could do better things at the time I wasn't wrong, but I wasn't necessarily right, <laughs> right either. You yeah. know, because <laughs> we still won, but yeah, uh, but yeah, no, and I, I really love this episode. Um, as I've been loving the past, at least past half a dozen episodes, because I feel like it's been such a lore drop on yeah. each individual player, as well as the um the situation that is now going on in Wild Mount. Well, and then this one, I feel like this next episode might even lead lead into some more stuff about uh the calamity and the like because they're heading through like the fucking the war zone of the, the age final, of calamity, calamity yeah, right? Like the final battle and everything. The final battle. So of the the god what what like the un the unspoken gods or whatever it is like uh i forget what matt's terms are um, but but you know what i'm talking yeah, about i don't know uh, if you second the betrayer everyone gods. out there betrayer gods yeah. there we go uh so yeah no i'm i'm really looking forward to some more lower dump about that because for whatever reason it doesn't matter uh because when I, even when I was a history major, I was so much more interested in the ancient side of history things than like the like even you know like just past or even you know distant past. I was so much more interested in like the ancient Celts than I was about I think most other things. So like that's where yeah. I'm like I want this knowledge of this like time long past. That's what I'm really in here for. Like right. I loved hearing about like the little snippets about it last campaign, like the mm-hmm. little tiny bits that they got, and I'm just like oh give me more of that. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear about these like god battles yeah and i think that that's what makes them so enticing though is that they're giving out so like piecemeal 
very small little bits and over a like very long amount of time and i think that's why i like it so much it's like because you totally. don't get to know you're never gonna know and that's the whole thing with ancient histories you're never gonna know the whole truth right no and i i think that's exactly i think that's why it's also so enticing yeah um but yeah like we've been uh been getting more about like so uh the 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 iron angel or the angel of irons or whatever yeah we so now <laughs> a new challenger approaches the battle yeah, or whatever right? you know like, like it's like fuck this? now who who is is this like another name for something or is this just a completely different contender yeah like that, is this is this like a person's name or is this a yeah. group's name or like what what are we dealing with here is this a cult like right. and and i almost think that maybe um a when i first heard that and then kind of pulled myself back from when i normally just jump on with speculation yeah i was like okay as far as i know this group is someone that um smuggles and deals in illegal substances yeah whether that's drugs i'm assuming maybe certain types of magic Mm -hmm. smuggling people i'm assuming is also probably going to be brought up that these these people probably aren't the greatest right yeah but it kind of made me also think of like hell's angels where it's like like mm, just kind of like, just the name itself so mm-hmm. i was like maybe angel of irons like maybe it's not an actual angel an actual god like yeah it's demigod a, whatever it's just a name mm-hmm. um like and that would be a very matte thing to do build up this big grandiose thing about and it's it. just and a it's drug just group a, yeah and it's just a good people who were passing fucking sued through because exactly. they found a whole bunch of fucking sued exactly like, and so and so i'm thinking that it may be just that but what i think that also does is it starts ruling out certain groups it, it in in turn it helps the mighty nine realize oh more like moro that's her name right the yeah. goblin woman she like she's just a mule yeah like, like she just she just provides the place for the meetings to that's, happen that's that's all has she does no knowledge besides you know, she has nothing to do with or maybe she? exactly <laughs> but like maybe she doesn't have anything to do with the cobalt sword or the service assembly like mm-hmm. maybe this was just something like that matt put in as a really small side quest and it just kind of grew out of proportion yeah you know like that could totally be but but then it also goes to like, hey, we're gonna meet at this place at this time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like who? Or even if you want to get into further speculation, like who's to say that that dude who's working for the Empire doesn't mm-hmm. also have allegiances to this other secretive group? Who and he's like working both sides right. to work for that group. Yep. And to like because it kind of sounds like they could be some kind of doomsday cult. Like, and that's why they're trying to summon all of these fucking, like, portals with demons and shit. See, like, that's the thing that's, is I'm... Like, I'm, I, I don't know, though. Like, I... Yeah, like, are the are the shield portal things yeah, is related that, well, to... Is that what they were talking the about? Stuff, the, you know? Because uh, the suit could just be there because she does illegal shit. And it's also lucrative. Yeah, like, that yeah. That could just totally... The suit, just nothing. That, right. That's dead end right there. It's just because she smuggles shit. Yeah. Like that's end of story. Right. Uh but like there's this whole other side with it. Like there's a whole bunch of possibilities with this. Like cuz we don't know what that cuz all that Dragonborn said is like the sigil that they passed off. Right. For all we know, that's another one of those gate keys. Maybe. You know what I mean? We don't Maybe. know what yeah. sigil it is cuz they didn't get a description. They didn't no. ask for anything like that. Like so it could be another one of those portals. 
No, yeah, it's like, definitely uh it's definitely a I mean it's it's a it's a who's game it's it now anyways. Like yeah. it's like fuck. Like they're like what every everything I feel I mean I, I had I haven't watched Danny Carr's recap this week for the episode, but like I feel like even she would be like I don't know what to say. Yeah. You know, like, like and she's master speculation. Yeah. The, this we're at, we're very much at like a, we need to wait and see time. Yeah. Like, cause there's, there's a lot of times in this where it's like, Ooh, I can kind of see maybe where this is possibly going, but this right. is like, I, yeah. Because the, the, like, there's just no information on this new unknown enemy or possibly outlier. Cause we don't know. We don't know who, what their motivations are behind all of this. Right. Like they could end up being the greater good out of all of it. Mm-hmm. We don't know this. This could, or this could be like another Rakshasha situation. Yeah, where, where they're just inviting more trouble. That's going to be a problem for ever into yeah, the campaign, and then, it, and then it's going to take like two months in real time to resolve it. Yeah, you know, like but, travel but over the, the course of hell, a year and a half. And, you know, yeah. yeah, like so. You know who who knows? Uh, well, Matt Mercer knows. Uh, uh, well, I think he he part, partially knows. Like who, who knows where this whole thing is going. Yeah, no, I mean, he, he could just be winging it to a certain extent and like, well, I've written enough notes for this week. You yeah, know, like, I mean, I'm sure he's got a grand, like, overarching plan, but, like, yeah. it's so much of DMing is just reactionary because you don't know what your players are going to do in that moment. Like, they can totally right. throw your entire plan to the wayside. I um I really wonder how much Matt was anticipating that Caleb was going to show the bright queen the beacon of hope. I, he wasn't. I don't think he was expecting it at all. I really don't think he was at all. Like, because the look on his face when he says, "I pull the pull out the beacon," it's like, yeah. "Whoa, shit! You just changed the game. You yeah, turned exactly. everything on its head." Like, like that. That's almost like spoilers. That's almost like seeing like after you they defeated General Krieg, mm-hmm. knowing specifically vax and vex knowing that that dragon eye that was looking at them was the dragon that killed their mother you know i don't think they knew at that time well no no that's what but, I, that's yeah, what i'm saying looking back if and if knowing. they had no like yeah. that's like that's such a game changer mm-hmm. like they they may have spent the they may next have pursued portion those dragons instead. way sooner yeah and then they would have been like well we can't we now realize we're too weak we can't fight these dragons now we're just gonna try to get as many allies as we can because we know that, these that something is thing yeah, yeah exactly and there's a reason there's it's weird that they're working together that's right. not okay yeah, no. They could because totally... if Sovereign Taldori had not been killed, like who knows how, how many allies he yeah. could have gone to mm-hmm. to kill the the Chroma Conclave. Yeah, brought to the front forefront, just brought everybody in. Yeah, who knows? Uh, so uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely think that they. Uh, I think this campaign is very different than what Matt had initially planned for them. Yeah, um, I think so. But he's definitely taken it in stride. Yeah, and I mean, it's Matt Mercer. It's still yeah, it's still amazing absolutely um moving on to another amazing dm uh mr brandon lee mulligan uh this yeah. week's episode of escape from the blood keep the penultimate episode uh i am so bummed that this is out this little uh side story of theirs is ending but yeah all good things must come to an end and this episode was a whole lot of fun um, just from like beginning to end i was like tr- i was watching it last night while megan was sleeping and I'm like trying so hard not to just bust a gut laughing and wake her up. Right. Yeah. It, just so much of it was just 
so ridiculous and like they're going to use the power of friendship to rule evilly better together. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, yes, of course they are because they're, you know, like they're all children of the eighties. Like they're all care bears. Like. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what it was. It was a care bear moment in the evil side of Lord of the Rings. Right. Um. Yeah, no, I, uh, I mean, just every moment of that episode from the initial falling sequence to the aftermath mm-hmm. of uh, said falling sequence to Maggie's, um, uh, birth of yeah. her son, uh, Leland Jr. <laughs> the whole like lead up to Leland Jr. And even yep. uh, like Matt was like, uh, like the whole lead up. He was like, I was expecting it still to be John Feathers. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and going to the John Feathers. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah, I'm so, of course I'm it's so glad feathers. that John survived. Yeah. Um, he's just like, that was going to be really sad I'm if just going to hang out. I'm just going to hang out. I'm no about, one else yeah. saw me besides that one other eagle. And he's dead. And he's dead, so. Um, to, uh, I mean, uh, fucking, I, I loved that uh, um, when Marcus St. Vincent used um, his uh, Misty <laughs> Sep sword. And it's and, like. So you've never realized that the velocity is the momentum, your velocity. Yeah, yeah, the momentum is kept, and you just shoot yeah. out along the side. <laughs> you skip like a stone, ninety feet, ninety miles an hour. Um, oh man, it was yeah. great. Uh, and then uh, Effink um, losing her powers, powers and, and then, then I like, think she came back as either a life or light cleric. Yeah, something like that. Like just uh, on the other side. Of I mean, things. if she's a light cleric, that's sick. Because now someone but in that I, group has was, fireball. But she was saying that she's like uh, the border between the light and the dark is where like she was at. She had like some like one off comment about that. Hmm. So then maybe she is still just a grave cleric, but, but she's like, flavoring it a little bit differently yeah, and just not like. I didn't know you couldn't spell cast without being all wet. No, that was right. Like, yeah, I that- laughed so <laughs> hard. It's like that is so perfect. Yeah, like you're just dry. It's so peculiar. I just yeah. thought, like I had I thought you it. had to be wet to, to spell cast. Was- like, I mean that's that's what happens when like we've we've watched you and I um have watched a show of voice actors yeah um, for two and a half three years now uh, or two two no no as long as we've been playing D D. so yeah oh two, i mean I, i've been watching it for longer than that oh uh, yeah. okay but like let's say let's say two years yeah you know um when you get to that's what i loved about fantasy high was uh that was the first time i ever saw a group of comedians mm-hmm. playing the game um but still playing the game and not just making jokes left and right yeah uh, but but it's still funny but it's still hilarious funny people exactly yeah um and so like that's that's what i fucking love about dimension 20 uh and college humor as a team uh i'm bummed though because i mean yeah so next week is the last episode and yeah then, it's the last combat episode and uh, oh which is gonna so th- it that's gonna be fuck it if you've seen if you think that thought that the previous combat episodes have been nuts the last episode is always the fucking gnarliest. Oh, I, I'm sure. I mean, like, so far, like, the even, like, the minor combats have been ridiculous. So, like, I'm just, I'm full bore. And, like, the, what, uh, whatever, like, the the guardian of the lake or whatever just coming up to oh, him. Oh, the, like, the boat keeper? Yeah, it's like he yeah. comes up like, what the hell are you guys doing yeah. hugging? You're like, supposed to be you're evil. Supposed to be what evil. the fuck? We're in the heart of evil. You're yeah. in front of the statue of the like the god of evil. Yeah. And you're hugging. And they're like, yeah, no, we feel like we can rule evil better together. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. And then and then Matt Mercer goes for his uh, classic line of the Earthbreaker Groon Grog fight. Where oh, do you find yeah. your strength? After it, she like comes you know, back and is like 
Yeah. And uh, I, I think I think uh, says the same thing. You're like, oh, well, I've found my strength in all of you. And and Matt, you know, being a fucking ham, just like, oh, I, I figured it would be something else. You know, like, yeah, even though it's like, no, that's exactly what you thought. To yeah, the, the specific callback like, to the line. It was perfect. Um, any critter that was watching it totally uh, felt those feels again. Uh, but yeah, no, um, this I mean, well, and even just like everything else, like uh, at a certain point, I actually kind of thought that this might have been the final episode. Yeah, me too. Like there was uh, a lot of like, especially with the John Feathers stuff. I was John like, Feathers, oh, man, Sockbar claiming and I'm not he wants to go lie, back to the like swamp. That, that, that John Feathers, like this the sequence where he's like laying there, possibly dying. It gets you. Yeah, man. I'm yeah. like, fucking John Feathers. John Feathers can't die. No, I know. Like John Feathers. Fucking um. So the the first Dimension Twenty was a uh, John Hughes film. Yeah. Um. But he Brennan still I've has watched a like way. half of the first episode. Yeah, Brennan still finds a way to bring a lot of like you know heartfelt emotion into mm-hmm. this game of just like damn I'm I'm gonna be pulling your heartstrings left and right and you're not even gonna see it. Yeah, and it's it's sly because most of the rest of it is just like zany, hilarious, ridiculousness. Yeah. But then it just like snap hits you like gut punch in the feels yeah, like, like fuck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's definitely definitely a good storyteller that Brennan Lee Mulligan. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, like, you know, Sockbar going to the swamp. I thought that, um, I thought that Lilith was just gonna like steal the crown at that point and then just like anoint herself. Yeah. Um, but like she totally was like, nah, no, right. Yeah. Uh, but, I like, I like that the uh, Leland jr. Is going to be King, but with a, yeah. a group of advisors. No, right. <laughs> but then so like, you're oh, just shit, walking they to, through they have to win first. Yeah. though. You're like, walking through this, like, you know, dark, temple hallway or whatever it is that he described like so mm. they can get to this statue but you're also just described um talking about sociopolitics like, yeah, like, yeah. Socio-politics and whatnot and yeah, just we like, buy, we're gonna have a, like a bicambrial <laughs> yeah it's just like oh god yes gotta have checks and balances it. all this stuff it's like yeah. do it it's like the majority of those people are like democracy or poli sci majors go. you know like yeah uh but yeah, evil just, by democracy whatever <laughs> But I think it'll. Uh, I think this last episode is going to be even crazier than the Fantasy High last episode. And, yeah. Uh, and I can't fucking wait because I I watched that. I don't typically rewatch things just in general. Yeah. Um. But I rewatched that finale. Uh. Well, we watched it once, but I watched it twice, like just in a row, because I was like, that was so fucking good. Like mm-hmm. I, I need to watch that again. I'm sure I missed something, and I did. I missed a lot, but like, yeah. just being able instead of pausing rewinding and doing that and making a two-hour episode five hours by doing mm-hmm. that i just decided to watch it twice in a row jesus christ like you know th- thank you hero forge and dwarven forge and yeah, college humor for and, all all the stuff that you guys are doing for you know this show. it's it's just it's it great. just makes it so fucking amazing and such a pleasure to watch theater of the mind is beautiful mm-hmm. absolutely but when having those sets oh, yeah like oh you know god like if that can't it's like it. it's like the ultimate dream for a DM yeah. to have that kind of availability of sets and set pieces. Like even Matt doesn't have that level of sets no. every week. Like he has amazing maps and every map that he pulls out with the Dwarven Forge and whichever, you know, system he's using that week, they're all amazing. But it's still not the same as like when I, you know, that first episode of Fantasy High, you see the fucking town that they're in. It's all yep. there. Yeah. Like that's insane. Mm-hmm. 
Like I, I super fucking that was amazing. Yeah, like no, and it's, I, it's I, I, I wish I could do that. And honestly, like it would be really awesome to do, but at the same time, I feel like it would be more hassle than it's worth for me as just a, a hobby DM. Maybe if this turned into something more full time, but that's absolutely that's a fucking pipe dream. That's that's when like, it would have to happen, though. Yeah, something like that. I mean, like even I mean, there are there are people out there who do have the giant battlescapes and do that, but like that is what they focus on. Like, right? I don't I don't see myself doing that. I don't. We're see not playing you doing Warhammer. That. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like, because the terrain doesn't matter so much because I can draw on a map and be like, oh, that is ten feet higher than this, and I'll draw some elevation markers for right. it. And you guys know what my shitty shorthand is for elevation and right, these right. other things at this point. Well, so, even like, your maps uh, behind you that you had for Castle Ravenloft, yeah, those the, like those were enough for everyone in the group because they were like, oh my god, we've never seen this level of map detail put out by Ian. Like, this is sick. Yeah, once again, thank you, Venetus Maps, V-E-N-A-T-U-S Maps. If you guys ever need uh, just regular battle maps, anything like that, go check out their Patreon. Uh, totally worth it the money uh I, I ended up you know i'm still subscribed to them and i get like all of these like random maps that i'm really excited to pull out every once and again you know uh it'll it, it, it'd be really nice just to have mm-hmm. these like oh i just have a city bam like because right. he it does they do like those like large scale stuff like that as well and they then they do like the the super micro down to like the individual rooms mm-hmm. it, it's worth it and uh i love that patreon's great i will i will plug them anytime we bring them up yeah, no, totally. Um, do we, have, do we have anything else on the docket? I don't. I don't think so. I think. Uh, I think this is a good good enough place as any to uh, to wrap it up for this week. For sure. For sure. Um, well, I've been Ian, and I'm Hunter. And uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, you want to have us talk about something specific on the show, you can get a hold of us at dungeons.doobies at gmail.com. We also have Instagram and Facebook at Dungeons and Doobies. Um, yeah, be good to one another. We love you all, and uh, stay smoking, everybody. Dungeons and Doobies.